I've been hearing from the peanut gallery that you guys kind of like the vibe. So let's vibe a little bit. Y'all know I got work to do. get into the show. I want to start by saying first, thank you so much for coming back and listening to the show, being a part of Tell Me More Rodney. And um, let's get into the show. Um, What we're going to be talking about and what we have been talking about this season is new construction. We've been talking about um, new home builders, new home sales. We have some exciting guests coming up. And um, I just want to get into this a little bit from a realtor perspective. I want to get into it from the the general real estate agent's uh, perspective and looking at home builders. Now, there are tons of home builders out here in the market all across the, the United States here. Um, there's a website, I think it's called uh, Builders Online, where they actually rank these home builders. They create a list of like the top 100 uh, home builders. Actually, I think that their list goes to like 200. And I'm looking at their list that they have of the, the top 100 builders. And right now, I'll name a few um, on their list. Uh, number one, they have uh, Dr. Horton. Um, I think a, a lot of you that have, have worked in new, con- new home construction or in general real estate, you guys are aware of uh, Dr. Horton. I like to call him Dr. Horton. Uh, Lennar being number two. You have the Pulte Group. Um, uh, a builder in VR. Now I haven't heard of them, but um, obviously they're they're pretty big. Taylor Morrison, uh, KB Homes, Meritage Homes, uh, Clayton Properties, Century Communities, LGI Homes, Toll Brothers, um, a builder here, number twelve on the list, MDC Holdings, number thirteen, uh, MI Homes, Ashton Woods. And, and there's others. I won't read through the entire list, but if you want to check that out, go to uh, buildersonline.com. Uh, it's a free website. Um, now, if you want to download stuff, they are going to ask you for some information and stuff like that. Now, I'm not supporting this website. Again, we don't have any sponsors of this uh, podcast, so Rodney's not putting anybody else on, okay? But what Rodney wants to talk about today is what is it like for you when you, as a real estate agent, um, when you go visit one of these home builders, anyone from that list, uh, how's that experience been for you, you with your clients, you uh, going to preview homes and visit, uh, you know, communities, kind of learn and educate yourself on home builders. Like, how do you do this? Uh, I know real estate agents, uh, when I was a, a director of sales, they would come and I would host uh new construction classes and um, community events. Uh, you'll see all types of things that builders do to drive traffic is, is, is the word that they use in the marketing side. It's, it's about driving feet, cars, people through the door. And uh, with driving that track of traffic, they uh, they post events, uh, parties, uh, a lot of get-togethers, and those can be fun. You, you can kind of meet uh, other people in real estate. Uh, it's really fun to get out there and, and meet some of the new home sales counselors. I love seeing the new ones, especially the ones that have just like been doing it for, you know, less than like a year. And they're like, you know, this is, I just got into this job and, and, and they're so full of enthusiasm. 
them. So it can be fun uh, working with them and seeing their career because for a lot of people, that's their uh, introduction into real estate. Uh, new home sales has taken a lot of people because in some states, depending on where you are, I know here in Texas, it doesn't require a real estate license uh, to be a new home sales counselor, but that's a, a way for a lot of people to kind of get their feet wet in real estate. So back to my original question, you know, what is it like for you going to visit? Uh, I'll share what I've experienced uh, over my time, over my years. Uh, Typically, it kind of goes like this. Um, You pull up, you go to the model and, you know, uh, a a young man, young woman kind of greets you and they start with, you know, some of them have like these scripts uh, or they have this like line of questioning uh, that they ask you. It kind of goes like this. Uh, It's kind of like, welcome to Builder X. You know, I'm so happy to meet you. They start with, you know, your name. Uh, Is this your first time visiting us? Uh, A lot of them will ask you to register. And that's when you uh, grab one of those um, registration cards or or your business card. If if you want to hand them one of those, Uh, typically, if you're a real estate agent or someone just previewing the community, um, you know, you'll see people ask for like a brochure. Real estate agents like to ask about the incentives. Incentives are like what type of uh, specials or what type of uh, deals or extras they have uh, for people who purchase in the community, typically for that month, okay? Uh, and then questions go about like, you know, what size home are you looking for? Are your clients are looking for? What price point? Um the big one is how soon, uh, how, you know, how soon are your clients looking to move? Are they renting? Do they have a house to sell? And they're pretty much asking a lot of these questions uh, to kind of help them gauge. It's they're helpful questions because really what sales counselors are trying to do is they're trying to get you to the right home the fastest way. Okay, if, if that makes sense, I know it may sound like a line of interrogation for some, but believe it or not, what they're trying to do is as they ask these questions, they're kind of ruling out certain things. They're ruling out certain products. They're ruling out certain homes. Like if you're, for instance, telling someone, oh, they live in an apartment and right now they're month to month and they're they're looking to you know find a new home. Well, a sales counselor is going to go, okay, well, that means I can show this person either a home to be built. Okay. That means we're going to, we're going to start from the lot and build this home, or I can show this home an inventory home. You hear the word inventory spec showcase. Again, it depends on the builder. They all use different terms, but uh, a home that's finished and can close or the person can move in within, you know, 30 to 45 days. So it really depends. So a lot of those questions are used to kind of gather that information. Me, I, I've been doing this so long. I go through the door and I kind of just share with them what I'm looking for and, and I help them and, and I don't make them kind of go through that whole, you know, line of questioning. You know, I'm here. I, you know, take my business card. Here you go. You know, I'm very, you know, forthcoming with information because I want it to be a partnership. I, I do my best to work with the new home sales counselor now. With that being said, not all of them make it that easy. Um, You know, people sometimes they carry experiences, uh, sometimes negative experiences to a new experience. I mean, you really don't know or understand how many people that in some communities, some sales counselors are seeing each day. And in today's market, you can go to a model home and there could be three to four families 
already inside the model home or even more. I mean, when the market was crazy, I remember um, just just this past two years between 2020 and 2023, you go out to some of these builders and it was like by appointment only. And, you know, some of that was due to the restrictions and things. But even when things started opening up and things started uh, kind of normalizing, I'll, I'll say that word, um, you know, it, it homes were selling like hotcakes, you know, people were, you know, flooding these model homes and it was a lot for them to keep up with. So they were really trying to just go like, Hey, what are you looking for? How can I help you? Because I got to get you this information as fast as I can, because I have like three people ahead of you. I have someone behind you. So kind of understand that, you know, when you're going in and you're visiting, um, some of these things and, you know, back to those negative experiences. Yes. There are some of our brothers and sisters out here in general real estate that have some big egos. They go through and they want to be like, you know, red carpet, you know, like treat me, you know, as if I'm a a movie star and they'll start talking about how many homes they've sold. And then they start pretty much with their resume right up front. And they're kind of dumping that. And they're just like, look, I have all this experience. You just started doing new home sales. What, you know, a year, two years ago, I've been doing this for umpteen years and, you know, just, you know, give me my information and let me go. And that can come off kind of rude, you know, sometimes. I mean, people new to the industry or that new sales counselor, they can, you know, it can be intimidating, you know, for someone to, you know, some of them will toss names. Like I know your sales manager. I know this person. And I know the builders and I've sold this many homes in this community. So, you know, uh, those experiences can, you know, it, it can be kind of jarring to a new sales counselor. And, you know, some of them, believe it or not, they're kind of intimidated when they meet uh, real estate agents, uh, re- realtors out here. Some some of them, you know, are kind of just like, hey, I mean, I remember actually having to give a class uh, to some, like how to work with real estate agents, like, you know, just trying to like prepare them for, you know, maybe what they could experience and things like that. But not always bad. Not I'm not going to focus on the negative because there are a lot of us out there that really don't do that. We're just going through there to gather the information and do what we need to do, but kind of understand uh, the other person's uh, position. Uh, there's that same seek first to understand and then be understood. So kind of think about that. And that's what I'm, I want to do. And that's what I want to bring forward uh, during this uh, season, season two of Tell Me More Rodney. I want to make sure that we're kind of understanding both sides of, you know, this industry uh, of new construction. All right. Now, switching gears we in the real estate community we've experienced a horrible sometimes not so good uh sales counselors uh there are sales counselors out there that you know you kind of feel like okay i'm here to bring my customers my clients to you and you're just like you know giving me poor service or you know there's nightmare stories right i have to keep it real I have to tell the truth, okay? I can't lose my audience by not telling the truth. There are and there have been incidences of sales counselors kind of, you know, backdooring real estate agents kind of. And what I mean by that is when they kind of just like you're representing them and they kind of get them off to the side like, hey, I can give you a, you know, a little something extra if you didn't have a real estate agent. So if you cut that person, you know, or break that relationship or get away from them, I can give you some more incentives. Now, yes, that has happened in the past. And those people, 
Believe it or not, let, let me say this. The builders themselves aren't necessarily promoting that. That that's not what they're doing. There's not a sales. I wasn't a I was a sales manager. There's no way I'm out telling people what, hey, go do this. Sometimes that's a, a desperate sales professional. Okay, a sales counselor, a sales community manager, whatever their their title is. And to me, when things like that, and I hear stories from real estate agents who tell me that that's happened to them, I went, that was a desperate young man or young woman. And I think anybody listening to this right now knows that that when you really, really get to the question behind the question, and that's a preamble to a book we're going to talk about here a little later on, QBQ. When you get to the QBQ, it's it's desperation. When, whenever you see someone doing something just like completely, you know, you know, like that, it's it's really an act of desperation. And typically that comes from like sales, you know, sales pressure. Uh, sometimes, you know, sales counselors, they, they have a lot of pressure on them. Same as us in real estate. We have our mortgages, our bills and, you know, things like that. Right. That that we're trying to do. We're trying to feed ourselves, feed our families, uh, all of those things. And they have this thing where they're trying to feed themselves, feed their families and keep their jobs, you know, uh, because if you're not selling and new home sales, um, typically you don't last long. I mean, it's a lot of pressure that some of those builders put on them. I mean, you can go to some communities and find that there are like, you know, three to four sales counselors in one model home. You know, that's a lot. It's like a car lot, you know, and and sometimes it's just two, but you can kind of clearly tell they're not necessarily partners. They're kind of, you know, in competition with each other. So there's only X amount of homes within the community that they can sell. And they have this pressure to where they have to sell X amount of homes per month. So you, you uh, think about that. I mean, just just put yourself in that in that environment for a moment. You're here, you have a partner and you know, someone comes to the door, it's your turn. Someone else comes to the door, it's my turn. And we're both trying to, you know, feed ourselves, take care of our families. And of course, take care of these customers. Um, it, it's a lot. It, there's a lot of pressure. And then you have these sales managers. I'm just, I mean, listen, there are some not good sales managers and not good sales leaders out here in new homes you know, new home sales. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, some of them, you know, they're, they don't treat them very well at all because of some of the pressures and things that they're put on. I mean, the same pressures that they apply, you know, there's that saying hurt people, hurt people. I mean, it's kind of true. You know, I mean, if you got a, a manager and, and I've been a victim of this, I've been, you know, like I said, I came from, you know, new home sales. I, I've, you know, worked in all pretty much a lot of the positions uh, in the new home construction world. And I can tell you this, there's a lot of pressure put on those in leadership. I mean, it's like, we want to sell this many homes out of this community every month, and you better figure out how to make it happen. And we don't care about the the world, the interest rate and the market. And if we're overpriced, we don't care about any of that stuff. You better make it happen. That's your job. And that brings a lot of pressure. Okay. All right, Rodney's just giving you a little reminder. Seek first to understand, then be understood. But I'm not here to defend that. We're talking about this from, you know, our perspective, you know, going into that environment and now understanding those things and, you know, those challenges that they have. 
we know what it is for us that we're going in and it can become overwhelming taking a customer and a client from builder to builder and trying to keep all the keep them focused okay that's number 1 keep, keep the customer focused on their wants and needs and their budget and their timeline and all of those things while helping them select the right builder for them. And again, there's this other thing too, where we have to, you know, we have this fiduciary. We're trying to protect them. We're trying to advise them without steering them. Okay. I know you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. Uh, we, we can't go, oh, well, this is the only builder I work with because they're this. Uh, the customer may say, see that as, you know, well, why aren't you showing me this builder and why didn't you show me this? And, you know, so you kind of have to open up the, the, the market to them and guide and advise the best way you can. And hopefully you have a customer that trusts you and they, they, remember why they hired you in the first place. It's you're here to guide me. You're here to protect me. So, I mean, that that's, that's a challenge that we in general real estate, we have because I mean, and then let's also realize that guess what? There's the internet. Okay. No matter all, all those builders that I just talked about that are on the list, you can Google any of them and find probably a news article, a news story, a YouTube video, a negative review, a better business complaint. I mean, there's always going to be those things. And that can be very frightening. I mean, I know real estate agents, they're always posting, well, I went out uh, and visited this builder and, you know, they were this and they, you know, horrible this. And they pretty much just tell that one side of the story. But then they're also, uh, you know, stuff that's out there. That's just the truth. I mean, there, there are mistakes and things that the, the builders make and, you know, they're kind of just like bullying the, the, the real estate community. They're just like, well, you know, yes, we told you we would close in, you know, this date at this time. And yes, it's four months later, but you know, we had X, Y, Z go on and that's, that's our problem to deal with. And you, now it's your problem to deal with. And, you know, that can kind of feel like, wait a minute, you know, what, what are you doing? Like that's, you know, my customers need to be in a home by this time. And I understand the market and I understand things are going on and things have happened, but there's a level of trust that, you know, you as a, that we as, as as real estate professionals we have to have in the builder we we have to you know trust them to you know fulfill their agreement they're part of it and it's just like you know I, I tell people in a resale when we're selling a resale home you know you have the the agent on the other side of the deal and you know things go wrong and they go you know left sometimes in even in those transactions and in those deals but you know typically you you want to have this agreement up front where you're just like, hey, we're going to communicate. We're going to, you know, work through this. And that's different when working with, um, you know, a home builder or new home sales counselors, because there's in some instances, they're powerless. Like you're calling the new home sales counselor, yelling at them about a construction delay. And all they can do is like call the construction uh, superintendent or the person in that community and relay that information. And that person has a boss that they have to relay it to. And then that person has a boss that they, I mean, there's so many departments and so many people in different roles in, in new home construction. It's, 
it's a lot. Let me let me just say that. So it's like for us in the real estate community, it's kind of like, well, who do I talk to? And then you'll get the this you know the real estate agents that go, give me the the sales manager. Give me, I want to talk directly to the sales manager. Let me give you a, a little information. The sales manager doesn't have that much power. Okay, take it from someone who was a, you know, a director of sales. I've worked as an area manager. I've been a general manager of a home builder. Trust me, they don't have that much power. Okay, because uh, their roles is what sales. They're trying to keep the deals alive. And yes, a lot of them are very, very helpful. They'll, you know, empathize with you and try to work with you, but they're not the one swinging the hammer. Let, let, let's be honest that they're, they're subject to, you know, a whole another department that yes, they can advocate for you and work with you and try to do some of those things. But it's one of those things where it goes to, you know, setting the proper expectations. I, I talk to customers when we go visit and, and they tell me, Hey, I'm looking at new construction. And, you know, definitely I get a lot of those and and it's just like, hey, Rodney, you know, you know, can you help me with this? And I go, hey, we need to go visit the builder and we're going to pretty much be like interviewing the builder and interviewing the the sales counselors and kind of getting an understanding. And there are questions that you need to be asking them. Okay, again, one of the little themes for this episode is going to be the QBQ, the question behind the question. Okay, so here are a few of Rodney's, um, some of my favorite questions. I have a lot of them, but just here's a few of them. One of my questions that I like to ask the the sales counselors or when I visit a model home in a new community is, um, number one, how long have you been selling in this community? Or how long has this community been open? Another question is, uh, what's the average build time from start to finish in this community? Uh, my third one, um, what makes your homes, uh, what makes them different from the other builders in this community? That's when you have a community where you may have multiple model homes. I like to ask this question, uh, you know, what makes your homes different from the other builders? And then I shut up. Okay. I, I let the sales counselors answer that question. You will get so much information if you simply just of all just those three questions I just gave you. If you ask that question, what makes your home different from the other builders in this community and pause and let them fill in that, you can gather so much helpful information about the community. People love to, of course, you know, talk about themselves, all right? And they love to talk Talk about their builder and they love to, you know, give you the bells and whistles, but they'll also kind of let you know what what the differences are, because guess what? They're in that community. Uh, They work right next to the other um, builder. The other model home, they typically will walk and shop each other. That uh, they know what uh, deals and incentives the the other builder is offering, and they because they have to remain competitive. So I like to ask that question and just let the sales counselor fill that information in for me. Uh, they I've gotten so many. Um, I've ruled out builders uh, with that question. I uh, because you know, yes, you're gonna get some that are there to. They'll kind of badmouth the other builder. They'll be like, you know, hey, this this builder does this, and they're horrible because of this, and and, and they're they're this. So you have to take it, of course, with a grain of salt. But 
with every little bit of information, sometimes there's a little, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And sometimes there can be some information uh, that they share with you that could be very, very helpful. Now, those questions aren't there to like, you know, trip them up or, or do anything, but you need to be the one asking the questions. Okay. It's like a, a interview. The person asking the question is the one in charge. Okay, so here's my QBQ to those questions that I just mentioned to you. The first one being, you know, how long has this community been open or how long have you been selling in this community? I ask that question because I understand that sales counselors, new home sales counselors, they're kind of just like assigned communities. And sometimes they're coming from another community. Sometimes they've been, that's their first community that they've been selling at. So kind of understanding how long they've been there um, kind of gives you an understanding of their knowledge of, of the community. I mean, some of them, if you really ask that question, they'll tell you, I just got here uh, last month. So uh, they may not be the most experienced in that community. So you, you have to, again, take some of the information uh, with a grain of salt. Okay. Uh, the, the second one is uh, the average build time from start to finish. Now, that's a follow-up question to the first, because if they just got there and they just said, hey, I just got here three months, two months, and then they tell you the average build time is six to seven months or it's this, come on, think about it. Let's, let's do the math. You just got here. How do you know the average build time? Oh, that's what I was told. So sometimes that's secondhand information. And, and, and that's why it's important to understand the, the question behind the question. And of course, um, what makes your homes different from the other builders in the community? Again, um, you know, I let them fill in the blank. But what my goal is and what I'm trying to understand from them is, you know, what's unique about them? You know, why should my customers uh, use them? Why should I bring customers to them versus the builder down the street, the builder next door, the builder in the community across the street, the whatever. Um, it's it's really one of those things where I want to gather information because, you know, at as I visit those other builders, I'm going to ask them uh, those exact same questions. And you want someone, number one, that's kind of been in the community. Um, for those that haven't, you, you may hear this, you know, I've been with this builder for, you know, X amount of years. And that wasn't the question. The question is, how long have you been in this community? Because that's where your customers, your clients are going to live. And it's not a negative that someone's new to a community, but you know, I got to, you know, be able to realize that they may be limited in the information that they can provide. So, uh, you know, experience comes with time. So uh, keep that in mind. All right. So uh, and then that second question, one more thing uh, about the bill time, kind of understanding that. And, and that's a question that you may want to follow up with the with the construction uh, superintendent, the construction manager about like, hey, how long have you been in this community building homes? And also how long, ha you know, what is your average start to finish time. And, and of course, a lot of them will give you the, the textbook answer. But what I like to do after that is I kind of go, hey, uh, this home right here, um, when did this home start? And then you just pull out your calendar and you look because it's like uh, Reaganomics, trust but verify. All right. Wow. Look at that. Look at the time. For those of you that have been with me, you know what that means. That's the end of the show. Thank you so much for spending your time with me, giving me your ears, your time, your patience. This has been an episode of Tell Me More Rodney. 
Come on back. Tell a friend, by the way. I'm just letting the vibe go right now. Because I know you're listening to it. Tell me more, Rodney.